Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fat Man Little Trail, the podcast, the podcast where everyone's invited on the trail. I am, I of course, am your host, Greg, the Fat Man, founder of FatManLittleTrail.com. If you're looking for some hiking advice, product reviews, and things like that, check out FatManLittleTrail.com. I want to thank everybody who's been supporting me, and if you like this podcast and you're listening to it, whatever platform you're on, make sure you like it and share it, and let other people know about it. Uh, and if you'd like to make a financial donation to help me out. Maybe I can get a little theme music here or there. Uh, There's a link in my bio where you can do that. I want to get right into my chewing the fat segment. I have hiked a lot of places in Colorado. I've been to 27 counties now. And one thing that was, I kind of thought was odd is I kept seeing the Colorado lottery logo popping up and I didn't really understand why. So I figured I'd go right to the source. So joining me today is Tom Seaver, the director of the Colorado lottery. Tom, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Greg. So I have to ask, I'm kind of new to Colorado. I've been on hiking for about two years out here. So why am I seeing your logo all over the place? Well, if you see the lottery logo, you usually see it along with one of our beneficiary partners like Great Outdoors Colorado. The lottery has been providing money to our beneficiaries since 1983 uh, that go to all kinds of outdoor projects. And some of them, particularly Great Outdoors Colorado, put up little signs to make sure to remind people that uh, this was funded by the lottery and then funded uh, through Great Outdoors Colorado. And it's something, I, the first place I saw it was Staunton State Park, which is one of my favorite places. And I saw the, saw the logo right there on the, on the door and I was really excited to see that. Um, so you've, you said you've been doing this since about 1983. Um, how, how much money has the Colorado lottery given to the outdoors? Well, that's a great question. In the time since we've been doing the, the transfers to our, to our partners, we've, been, we've given a, almost $4 billion. It'll be $3.9 billion by the end of this fiscal year. So um, the biggest beneficiary of the, of the lot has been Great Outdoors Colorado. So Great Outdoors Colorado was formed in 1992 by uh, an act of the voters, a constitutional amendment and they receive 50% of our proceeds. So since 1992, when GOCO came on board, they've received more than $1.3 billion of that total. So they're our, our largest beneficiary. And I just want to clarify, that's billion with a B, right? <laughs> yeah, billion with a B. Um, yeah. This year alone, they'll receive about $73 million, Great Outdoors Colorado. So um, that we're is, very happy to be able to do that. Yeah, that's that's really exciting. I, I figured it'd be like, oh, we give them 20 bucks here and there, but no, we're, <laughs> we're throwing the billion word around. So uh, is this is this common? I grew up in Illinois and I think the lottery money there went to went to schools or maybe the roads or something like that. Is it common for states to to do this where they give lottery proceeds towards the uh, outdoors? It's not only uncommon, but Colorado is unique in all the lotteries in the United States. We're the only ones whose funds are primarily dedicated to outdoor recreation, um, parks, wildlife, all of that stuff. Now, um, Oregon and Minnesota also give part of their proceeds to parks and recreation, but we're the only ones that, you know, give the vast majority of the, of our funds to that. And I think you kind of mentioned this back in an earlier question, but this was voted on by the voters, right? Right. This was a constitutional uh, amendment in uh, 1992 that designated where the lottery's money goes. Um, now, 
50% to Great Outdoors Colorado, 40% to the Conservation Trust Fund, which distributes money throughout municipalities based on population in Colorado, and then 10% to Colorado Parks and Wildlife. So that Staunton State Park sign that you saw, 10% um, of our proceeds go to state parks directly. GOCO, Great Outdoors Colorado is capped. So when we hit a certain dollar amount that's based on the consumer price index, then money goes to additional uh, beneficiaries after that. Um, since they're capped, if you want to send any of that money my way, I would be happy to take <laughs> it off your hands for you. Um, so I've decided that my neighbor has a really nice backyard and <laughs> I've decided I want to turn that into a, to a, a park or something like that. Can I just, can I lobby the lottery and say, <laughs> Hey, can, can I get a bunch of money and build a park? How does, how does the process work? I know you say you're giving the money to other people. So it's, it's, you don't want someone to come to you, right? Well, no, the, the, the two main uh, beneficiaries that uh, provide this money to, uh, to, end users, let's say, are Great Outdoors Colorado and the Conservation Trust Fund and their grant-based programs. So um, you have to be a municipality, a county, a special district, some kind of politically recognized entity in order to apply for a grant for a GOCO or for a Conservation Trust Fund. So your best bet would be to line up with your local uh, municipality or county and then uh, make an application to either GOCO or Conservation Trust Fund through their grant process. Sounds good. So I can't make my poor neighbors a backyard into a, uh, into a state park just on a whim, I guess. <laughs> not probably. unilaterally. No, you can't. You're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. So I have a question because I think a lot of people get confused about what the lottery you know, what is Colorado lottery? What is a national lottery? So if I buy a Powerball ticket or a mega millions ticket or one of those, is that money also going to go into that fund that gets, gets donated to the, to the outdoors uh, companies? Yeah, that's a great question. And we get that question a lot. We have Powerball, mega millions and lucky for life. Those are all games that are sold nationally, but the share of the money, the share of the of the sales that goes to our local recipients is the same, if not a little bit higher because of the different prize payouts of the different games. So Coloradans are still getting their share of those sales, regardless of the fact that the games are sold nationally. And Tom, do you have the winning numbers for Powerball this week? If you could, <laughs> no, not yet. Um, it's yeah. not just... It's not just hike. So I'm a hiker and the, and the blog is, is primarily on hiking, but it's not just hiking trails that are being helped by this. Right. So right. what other kind of parks or, or things like that can, can this money help and support? Well, outdoor recreation is a pretty broad term and throughout the, the grant process through C, uh, conservation trust or GOCO, they've funded a wide variety of projects, playgrounds, um, uh, tennis courts, ball fields. Um, there's even a, a rodeo pavilion down in Kim, Colorado, where rodeo is the big outdoor sport uh, in that part of the state. And so money was has been used to, to build a nice rodeo facility down there in Kim. Um, it's amazing the amount of different types of projects, the variety of projects that are funded. Um, kayak courses, uh, the Pueblo Riverwalk, 
not all of it, but but some of it. Um, it's really, really a, an open kind of uh, application process. And I want to talk about something there that that you said that was really uh, interesting to me because you mentioned playgrounds. Um, so those are like you know in in. Denver or in Littleton or, you know, the playground could be anywhere. Cause I think a lot of people think, Oh, it's just going to the outdoors. Well, I, you know, I don't go to the outdoors very much, but you might take your kid to a playground. So it's still kind of, kind of helping in that way. Right. Yeah. It's so important that young kids get out and exercise in the outdoors and um, have access to, you know, you, if you're a little kid, you're not going to go on a 50 mile bike ride probably, but you might spend a half hour swinging on the swings or, running around, climbing on the jungle gym. Um, outdoor, outdoor recreation should start young. And that means a lot of different types of things that even kids can do. Absolutely. Now, Tom, we've gotten through all of the procedural questions and I want to have a little bit of fun. Now, this is, this is the part I was excited about. The first thing I want to ask you, I want to talk about some of the projects that have been you know, partially funded through, your, through the, the beneficiaries. Um, by the Colorado lottery donation stuff. And the first one I want to ask about is the newest state park in Colorado, which is uh, Sweetwater State Park. And I forgot to write down what county that's in, but I know it's out on the, uh, the kind of the Western slope a little bit. Um, were you guys involved in that? Well, lottery money does go to conservation or to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Um, and so Sweetwater it's exciting because Sweetwater is, um, you know, it's a unique park in the sense that it's the first state park that's located on federally owned land. So it's a cooperative effort between the state of Colorado and the, I think it's BLM, I think it's Bureau of Land Management. But um, yeah, so Lottery does contribute significantly to, to CPW. Um, Sweetwater is cool. It's, a, it's almost a 500 acre lake. Um, it's been used a lot kind of as access to hunting, uh, territory, but, um, now it's going to have a boat launch. It's going to, it's going to be public. There'll be roads will probably be improved to get in and out of it. So a new state park, I mean, this is the second time we've had an opportunity to talk about a new state park since I've been here. We were fortunate enough to contribute significantly to Fisher's Peak, uh, formerly known as the crazy French ranch. Uh, down, which I love. I wish they had just called it that because I, I think that's a pretty cool name. But that is. Um, down in Trinidad, that's been uh, an incredible piece of property that don't, people don't know, but uh, Fisher's Peak is the highest point between I-25 and the Atlantic Ocean. So wow. if you take into account the mountains in the east and all of that, there's nothing higher than Fisher's Peak between Trinidad and and the Atlantic. So it's a pretty cool landmark. And now that it's being opened up and developed, it's going to provide so many great opportunities for people in that part of the state. And um, people who come up from New Mexico and other places to enjoy Colorado. And I can talk a little bit about Fisher's Peak. I went down there um, last spring, I think it was, the spring of, of last year. So it just opened up and it is a beautiful park. They only had two trails really or like two or three trails really open at that time. And uh, I can definitely attest, I didn't go to the top of Fisher's Peak, but I did the one trail and I forgot the name of it right now, but there's this trail and you literally just go straight up a hill and I was huffing and puffing and it wore me out. I was, I was not expecting that in kind of a brand new state park to have trails, but the trails are gorgeous. 
like the parking area is, is perfectly, you know, it's done so well. And I can't wait to get down there again now that they're starting to expand it a little bit. Um, well, you know, you think about 19,000 acres, a little better than 19,000 acres. So it's a state park that's bigger than the island of Manhattan. Um, wow. And it's, it's got a lot of, I think the, the biologists were probably the most excited when we, when we were able to announce that acquisition, because, you know, aside from the family that had lived there, there'd been nobody there to check out what species of, of plants and animals were thriving there. We know a lot of different types of animals were, were you know, foraging and living down there. But I think the biologists were probably the most excited because they got to go in and start to catalog uh, some of the great biodiversity of that part of the state. I believe it. it. The land looked completely untouched, you know, like the trail was made and you could tell as you looked left and right, like it looked like it had been untouched. And one of the best parts is as you're going up, you have this beautiful view, like to, as you're hiking to the east, you see Fisher's Peak. But then when you turn around, all you see is the Spanish peaks in all their glory, like an unobstructed view to the Spanish peaks. And it is one of the most stunning views I've seen in Colorado. And I've been to a lot of places in Colorado, but just to see these massive mountains just popping out of kind of the plains down there in, in Southern Colorado is, is, is a sight. So if you have a chance to get down to, to Trinidad and to the Fisher's Peak State Park, everybody take advantage of that. And I want to prove now that I think people think, you know, when you think of Colorado, everybody's like, oh, you're just putting money in the front range in Denver and stuff like that. But that's not true. There are parks all over the state that are getting benefited from the Colorado lottery and their beneficiaries. So I want to talk about a couple of these out in the mountain region. So we'll start in the mountains. What are some of the, the, the new parks that you have in the mountains? I see one called Howlison Hill. Well, Howlison Hill is in Steamboat Springs and it's been a, a training ground for over a hundred Olympians, you know, um, making over 150 Olympic appearances for people who've skied and trained there. More than a million dollars in lottery proceeds uh, went into it. It's it's not part of the steamboat, you know, ski area. It's a separate uh, a separate um, public area. So that's that's a pretty cool one. That is cool. And then you you guys also worked on the river park in Breckenridge a little bit, right? Well, and that's an example I, I mentioned earlier about playgrounds. The part of that project was building this incredible modernistic. I've never seen a more beautiful playground. I have to say, I raised three kids and and uh, been to a lot of playgrounds in my time. But the the playground at, at Breckenridge at the uh, at the River Park is spectacular, and you know kids don't care about it architecturally, but it's a lot of fun. And the trail system there that that uh, connected that park with some of the other trails that were already there. Uh, this was really two separate lottery grants of over seven hundred thousand um, dollars. So it's a great destination for both visitors and residents. You have to remember, a lot of folks live up in the hills and, and you know, they need access to these places as well. So uh, the, river, the river park is just a beauty. It's a, a fabulous resource for people in the Breckenridge area. Well, and the kids can just play on the swings and the parents can sit back and appreciate the architecture of it all. That's right. Look, moving on to the front range, you've got some projects out there. What is the East Plum Creek Park? So this is a this is a project that extends a trail system two miles to the south and east of the Plum Creek corridor. So ninety nine percent of the trail is open is a public open space, and East Plum Creek Trail is open to walkers, joggers, bicyclists, 
And one of the cool things about it is that it's ADA accessible. So people see Plum Creek when you drive up and down I-25, you, you, you see Plum Creek off to the east, but you think of it as a, you know, a private development with a golf course, but actually there's an awful lot of public access in that area. So the, the Plum Creek Trail in that whole Castle Rock area has a lot of, has a lot of lottery money in it. Well, and what you said there was great too about how it's um, ADA accessible because I think there's a lot of a lot of um, you know everybody's trying to get outside and like we talked about how important it is to to get out and and recreate outdoors and and that's for everybody so having things that are ADA accessible is also really important so that's great. Um, what about the Clement Park in Littleton? That's another project, right? Yeah, people in Littleton all know Clement Park. It's the big hub for gathering, for picnics, for activities. And the lottery has put about $700,000, you know, of, of lottery money went into mm-hmm. it. Um, there are really a couple of that were involved there. There used to be an old uh, kind of a fountain that kids would run through and, and that's been completely replaced with a state of the art, uh, more of a water feature uh, that's in a, a splash pad, and also an, an, another playground example. This is a completely inclusive uh, playground that is has been added to Clement Park. So people of all abilities, children of all abilities can use it and, and access it and have fun with it. So I like the fact that we're covering a lot of, uh, a lot of playgrounds and a lot of variety of, of parks and, and outdoor recreation stuff because it does highlight the different ways that lottery money gets used. And that's exactly why I wanted to talk about some of these different projects, because again, people say, oh, you know, they're just giving it to the outdoors. Well, how does that, how does that help me? And I wanted to let people know that, that it helps literally everyone in, in all of these different communities. So um, yeah. I wanted to kind of get a, a broad, a broad view at that. We talked about Fisher's Peak down South. Is there any other projects going on down South currently? Oh, there, yeah, the, the South, uh, the south part of the state has a ton of, of um, parks and different types of projects that are being funded. Down in Alamosa, there's a, an area, this, this is a word I had learned, Greg, I increased my word power, the word riparian um, apparently has to do with places where water and land come together and create a, their own kind of uh, contrasting environment. So down in Alamosa, the, the, uh, there's been tremendous development of the riparian area down there, a park area down there that includes bike trails, uh, canoeing uh, routes, and kayaking. Um, Alamosa is is uh, it's a it's kind of a gateway to Southern Colorado. You have the Great Sand Dunes, which of course is a national park, but you also have a ton of local recreation opportunities there. So Alamosa has been a place where there's been a, a really nice investment in um increasing outdoor access and it's beautiful country down there once you get between uh alamosa and if you take 285 all the way south into new mexico just beautiful um now here's one that i'm actually really interested in because i told you earlier i'm trying to hike in all 63 counties and i've hiked in 27 and I'm having a little bit of a struggle out east trying to find some some hiking trails. There's a lot of beautiful farmland and, and some amazing ranches and farms, but not as much on the recreation side. So what are what are the plans and, and what's in the works out east right now? Well, one of the most spectacular projects in the state 
uh, is actually the Heartland Ranch Preserve. This is a land acquisition and preservation project. And I'm not really sure that I can tell you how many uh, hiking options there are within that right now because it's been growing. The idea of Heartland is to protect some um, native prairie. Um, native prairie is really a, an important ecosystem. It's home to you know, bison and pronghorn and elk and uh, black-footed ferrets and other species that are threatened uh, as well as just running out of habitat because we, we tend to like to develop uh, our state a little bit. Mm. So Heartland now has gone uh, to, has become more than a 25,000 acre preserve. That, to put it in perspective, that's about 40 square miles um, of completely untouched, undeveloped, protected prairie land. And it's growing. In fact, I think one of the big GOCO projects this year, this coming year, is going to be additional grant money to grow the size of the Heartland Preserve. Like I said, I'm not really familiar with the, with the hiking options out there, mm -hmm. but it is spectacular, unspoiled land. And well, it's full of, of wildlife. <laughs> and, well, and that's another thing that I wanted to touch on, that not all of these, not all of the projects are, are, are hiking related or, you know, like we talked about the, the part or the, the playgrounds for kids. Well, here's land that, that's getting designated for animals so that they can keep in their environment. So it's, I'm just kind of trying to show the broad appeal of, of this project um, or of this um you know, the Colorado lottery giving to these wonderful organizations. Um, now we're to the Western slope. And earlier you said that you have learned a new word and I learned a new word looking this up. The Cocopelli, did I say that right? The Cocopelli yeah. section of the Colorado Riverfront Trail. What is this project about? So the Riverfront Trail, this is, speaks to the Colorado River, um, which is of course the, the life stream that flows through Western Colorado. It's our most uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a river that people, every state down, you know, downstream from us depend on the Colorado River. Um, so it's a tremendous water resource, but it's also a tremendous recreation resource. Um, bicycle trails have been built along the Colorado River for years and years, but the Cocopelli Trail has been kind of the first effort to try to connect all the river trails uh, so that cyclists can ride uninterrupted through many uh, parts of Western Colorado. I think it also extends into Utah, although we don't have anything to do with that, with that piece of it. Um, Cocopelli Trail, I, I, I was actually there when they opened the last section of it there in Fruta, and it is just such an incredible resource. I mean, People, just the ability to go down and walk along the river or ride your bike or hike along the river, you know, for a long time without having to worry about crossing traffic or, you know, hearing the sound of the interstate. Um, it's a really, really important resource for the, for the Western Slope. Absolutely. And the Western Slope, I don't think it gets enough love for how, how beautiful it is out there, which takes me to, to kind of my next um project that's going on is the Monument View Trail, and that's in Grand Junction, right? Yeah, it's also known as the Fruita Connection. So it's okay. part of the Colorado River Point Trail system that I was just talking about. It's a brand new 8.3 mile section that was just completed in three phases, it took about $5 million of, of Colorado lottery money. But again, it's part of a, a grander master plan to try to connect 
these trails so people can ride uninterrupted, you know, for miles and miles and see different um, kinds of scenery from the mountains to the river. Um, it's a beautiful part of the state. I think you're right. It's an underappreciated part of Colorado, but there's so much going on out there. And there's, um, you know, so many people who love that part of the state, myself included, um, that it's, it's, it's another place where I'm glad that it's getting some investment and some attention. Me too. And, and that was kind of, I wanted to show all the different places because people think of, you know, a lot of people in Denver area think that all the money should just stay in Denver. But I, I wanted to show how important it is to spread that money out to all the different wonderful places. And part of the reason why I'm trying to hike in all 63 counties is to find how much beauty there is, even on the Eastern Plains. Like I went up to Pawnee Buttes a couple of weeks ago and just like an amazing, you know, rock formations in the middle of the grasslands that, you know, you wouldn't expect to see. So there's so much beauty in this, in this state. And it's great that the Colorado Lottery is spreading it around, you know, spreading around with their partners to make sure that all of that, that beauty and that recreation outdoors is, is being um, improved. So thank you very much, Tom. Yeah, it's my pleasure. If people are looking for, we talked about a few of the projects, but if people are looking for more, they can go to the website, right? Colorado-lottery.com? Colorado-lottery.com. Um, you can, you can, there's a, a regionalized map. You can pick out a region of the state that you want to look at, and you can see the projects that have been funded. We also have been adding more and more video resources to that part of the, of the map. We have a couple of 3D uh, or virtual reality videos, but we also have a number of drone uh, videos that have been shot to show some of these projects, including the Riverfront Trail. That was one that we talked about a little bit. And, and the, the Fisher's Peak, you know, when we were at the dedication for Fisher's Peak, we realized you can't go on it yet, you know, that it was closed to the public. So the only way we could really show people what was going on there was to put a drone up. So um, as part of that, dedication process before any of the work was done you know we shot a lot of drone footage and posted it on our website and people just really really enjoyed that um you know getting to see a place before anybody gets to go it was kind of like a a red carpet treatment for uh for outdoor enthusiasts well and when you're talking about things like 19,000 uh you know acres and 40 square miles and stuff there's no other way to really show it than to show it with a drone so um that is great uh, anything else you want to talk about about the lottery and the outdoors um before we take a quick break here well i'll just make a shameless plug for our own conservation event uh in october here in pueblo i'm based in pueblo and we do an annual cleanup event on the arkansas river um we, we want to walk the walk and not just talk the talk about conservation. And uh, every year we partner with the Colorado Parks and Wildlife that run Lake Pueblo State Park, um, Pueblo Parks and Recreation, the, the uh, Wildlife Discovery Center here in Pueblo. And in the past, we've partnered with Sierra Club to do a cleanup of, of a large section of the Arkansas River that runs from the uh, from the state park, from the reservoir, all the way into downtown Pueblo. It's about eight miles of river. And uh, this will be our fourth year to do it. And we've had, uh, we've had to limit volunteers because of COVID. But I think this year, uh, hopefully by October, we'll be able to welcome more volunteers. And, you know, the river is a, it is a immeasurable resource for the people in Southern Colorado. 
whether you kayak or hike or fish or just like the sound of water uh, running, it's an incredible place. So the lottery, we're really proud to be able to have our own conservation event that we sponsor and that we manage every year here in Pueblo. Give me that date again on the, on, do you know, do they have the date? The date is going to be October 8th this year. There'll be more information on it um, as some of the details are firmed up, but October 8th here in Pueblo, Arkansas River, it's very easy, you know, walking because it's predominantly flat. Sure. Um, But it just makes such a huge difference to pick up fishing line that a bird could get its teeth stuck, its, its beak stuck in and, cans that kids could cut their foot on and just to pick it all up and get it out of the way so that the river can flow freely and people can enjoy it. It just gives me a a great sense of of pride to do that every year. Absolutely. If somebody wants to volunteer for that, do they go to coloradolottery.com? Is that the best way? Yeah, we we don't have details on it yet, but coming soon. Sounds good. I think that's that's something that everybody can, you know, wants to give back in some way. And that's a perfect way yeah. to do it. So Tom, yeah. thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break right now. And when we come back, I'll, I might even let you ask me a couple of questions. We'll be right <laughs> Sounds back. Sounds good. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to Fat Man Little Trail, the podcast. I'm talking to Tom Siever, the director of the Colorado Lottery. And we've talked about all of the uh, wonderful projects that the lottery has been donating money uh, to their partners that have helped uh, keep Colorado beautiful. And it's a really impressive list. So make sure you check out coloradolottery.com for more information on that. And also, if you want to volunteer uh, for the uh, cleanup down in Pueblo uh, coming up in October. So Tom, now we're into the serious part of, of the podcast. These are the rapid fire questions I like to call the buffet. Are you ready? I'll do my best. Okay, here we go. There's a lot of stress here. Number one, would you rather be camping, glamping, or staying in a hotel? Camping. Camping, 100%. I love it. Number two, do you prefer taking road trips or flying to your destination? Ooh, that's kind of a toss-up because I love a good road trip. Uh, I grew up doing road trips. So I'd probably go, for the most part, with road trip. I love the road trips as well. Uh, plus flying is just no fun anymore. You're in the airport and security and all that stuff. It is not fun to fly. Uh, number three, what is your go-to snack when you're on a hike? On a hike? Um, or hunting or anything outdoors. What's your go-to snack? M&M's mixed with almost anything. M&M's with raisins, M&M's with, with, uh, peanuts. Um, but as long as it's got M&M's in it, it's good. I like it. The number one answer was the Summit Snickers, which I'd never heard of until I started the podcast. But people love taking Snickers up. And when they climb to the top of a mountain, they eat a Snickers, which now I try every time and it's delicious. <laughs> no, I've got nothing. I've got nothing against Snickers. Those are awesome. And M&Ms are great. And the little and they have chocolate. Like so it's good. <laughs> number four, what is the first thing that you want to eat or drink after spending a lot of time outdoors? Pizza. Pizza. Nice. Something you can't make on an outdoor uh, oven very easily. Exactly. Number five. (laughs) This is the hardest question, I think. If you could be anywhere right now, would you rather be in the forest, on a mountain, or at the beach? Forest. I like it. I like it. It's cooler in the forest. Starting to heat up down here, and the forest always is cool and pleasant. 
I like it. I, yeah, I went hiking the other day and it was like 90 degrees already and it's too yeah. early for that. There's still snow on the ground and it's 90 degrees. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. So, Tom, you made it through the buffet. Congratulations. If I had prizes, you would get one, but I don't have prizes <laughs> for the podcast. That's all right. The next segment we have today is the hike of the week segment. And usually I will tell you one of my favorite hikes, but Tom, since you're the guest, you get to uh, enlighten us with one of your favorite hikes. Well, since I like to hike, I also like to trail run. So the, the hike I'm going to give you is Lake Pueblo State Park. The Riverside Trail is perfect for running. It's also good for hiking. It kind of goes up and down. Or the Lakeside Trail, I'm sorry. The Lakeside Trail. Um, it's actually called the South Shore Trail. You, you go into Lake Pueblo State Park, uh, park at the Arkansas Point Campground, and then the South Shore Trail follows along Lake Pueblo, uh, the lake and kind of rolls up and down the hills. And then you can, you can detour into the canyons, the little canyons along the, uh, along the way. Um, if you feel a little bit more aggressive or adventurous. So I would say start with the South shore and then branch off depending on how, how excited you are. That sounds like a wonderful hike. Or run. I'm not a runner, but I, so I'll do it as a hike here coming up soon. Mountain bikers like it too. So we okay. run into everybody, all, all kinds of usage on that trail. Hey, as long as they're using it, I'm a happy man, right? <laughs> all right. Now the next segment, this is, this is always the fun one. Ask the fat man where we're going to flip the, flip the tables and Tom, you get to ask me any questions you like, hopefully outdoor related. <laughs> yeah. So you were talking about your your goals to hike different places and around the state. What do you have on the agenda? What are some of your top priorities for upcoming hikes? Absolutely. Well, one that you just mentioned, actually, I'm looking for a hike in Pueblo. So uh, Pueblo might be county number 28 down at uh, the Pueblo State Park. Uh, that's one that I've wanted to do. Um, I'm looking at uh, one of the places I really want to get out to this year is uh, Black Canyon National Park in Gunnison uh, in that area. I drove through it, but I never stopped uh, last year when I took a trip out west. Um, and then uh I want to hike in winter, like in the winter park area, which is in Grand County, which would give me another, another county. Grand County is a very big county and I can do winter park as a day hike, but anything towards the other end of Grand County would be a bit more of a, of a challenge. Um, and then I was also looking, I, I love doing Rocky Mountain National Park. So I'll, I'll try to get up there about three times a year. Uh, reservations are starting just for anybody who's listening. They're starting end of May this year. So make sure you have your reservations for that. And um, one of the other places that I've, I, I hiked, I drove through and I kind of hiked in Grand Junction last year on a trip out to Moab. And I was just enthralled with it. And I want to go back really bad. I want to take another trip down I-70 and get out towards the Grand Junction area. And I went to the Colorado National Monument, which is out there, which was, which was gorgeous. And it was, it was really surprising. And I want to, but I only had like two hours to be there. So I need to get back out there and try something out there again as well. But like I was saying, Colorado is a beautiful state. And even when I've been hiking, you know, in, in out east into like the Morgan counties and Albert counties and up in Pawnee and places like that, and then all the way down, I've hiked in, in Trinidad and up to Larimer County and, and all in between. There's really, I haven't found a bad place in Colorado. Um, you know, it's different and it's unique. And some of it is flat and, and, and more farmland and some of it is mountains, but 
some of it's you know more of like the the sagebrush down down south and stuff more desert style but it's just all got its own beauty that that is really impressive so wonderful question Tom, I'm always you interested, you know, everybody ha- kind of has their favorites. Some people only like to hike by water. You know, some people are mountain climbers, you know, everybody kind of has their own style of hiking that they like to do. So it's always interesting to hear what, what everybody likes. I have found that I definitely like going to mountain lakes more than I like going to like 14ers. 14ers are, are cool and they're really hard and I'd rather go kind of to like a 12,000 foot lake and just sit there and enjoy it for a little bit and really um, kind of take in, well, I think those are kind of the most beautiful feature is when you get into those alpine lakes. So that's definitely one thing that I've, I've really enjoyed um, when I started hiking out here a couple of years ago and it's been always a goal of mine, uh, Brainerd Lake area. I don't know if you're familiar with that kind of by Boulder um, is one of those places where there's like five or I think three or four or five Alpine lakes that you can get up to that are relatively easy to get to. And they're just absolutely stunning. So definitely, definitely on my list of, of places I like to hit up. So. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for joining me. Um, again, I, I've talked to people and, and I, I think it's important that people know that, that the lottery money is going to help out um, not just their community, but the entire state of Colorado and, and not just on hiking trails, but playgrounds and neighborhood pools and, and or city pools and, and uh, river walks and, and farmland and, or not farmland, uh, reserve land and, and grasslands and, and everything in between. So thank you so much for, for helping explain that and for, for everything you guys do over there. It's been my pleasure. I always love talking about the, the outdoor projects and the proceeds from the lottery. So I thank you for the opportunity. Well, thank you. We'll have to, we'll have to do this again. And maybe each, each season we'll talk about something new. It seems yeah. like you're doing enough. So that is all the time we have for the Fat Man Little Trail podcast this week. I want to thank Tom again for, for being uh, my guest today. And I hope to see you all on a trail again real soon. And until then, happy hiking. <laughs>